Blog Talk Radio. to my batter and wah, Mr. Jonathan Weeks. Jonathan Weeks, how are you? Good evening, baby. How you doing, buddy? Doing all right, man. You legs don't work like they used to before. And I can't get you out of my head. And darling, I will be loving you till we're 70. And baby, my heart never fall as hard at 23. I'm thinking about how people fall in love in mysterious ways. Even just a little And me, I'm Baby, now, um, <laughs> we found us right where we are. We are. <laughs> Listen, that. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man, man, oh, man, man, man. No, man, don't now stop with a C. <laughs> Great songwriter, huh? Great singer, but what about yeah. that guy Brooks? A little, uh, a little much. He looks like the red-headed, shaggy dog. <laughs> Listen <laughs> uh, about that. If you think about it, though, if you really think about it, um, I was in Colorado, and <laughs> Bryce goes, "You know that guy Ed Sheeran?" And I said, "Yeah, I love him. I have his record on on vinyl." Which, by the way, that song on uh, is not the same unless you're listening to it on vinyl. Um, and, uh, and I said, I said, yeah, I love him. Uh, and he goes, 
well, Jackie and Kim think I look like him. And then I, I like, I stopped for a second, and then I was like, yeah, totally. They, they look alike, but Ed Sheeran's like the weird kind of, like, I'm not saying Bryce is not a little bit impish and, and elf-like, but Ed Sheeran is, is a little bit more so, you know? Yeah, he is, definitely, he is. Very impish. He's almost like, uh, what was that, uh, Ron from uh, Harry Potter. A little yes. like that. Yes, Ron Weasley or, or Pete and Pete. That's right, Pete and Pete. Oh, my God, you're taking it back. Well, well, Nickelodeon took it back, didn't they? Didn't they? They have some sort of new, what's it called? It's not called Snick. It's called, like, Smack or something. What's the new Nickelodeon <laughs> thing? They they released, they, they're doing, like, a nightly uh, 90s live show thing. What the hell is it called? Nickel, let me look it up. Nickelodeon. I'm happy about that. Nickelodeon should come back. I mean, where the hell has it been all our lives? I don't know, man. As soon as they started playing Fresh Prince and Full House, I I lost my mind. <laughs> uh, what is it called? I can't. It's been all over the news, and now I can't find it. Nick, Nickelodeon uh, live um, action. Deal, live action. Uh, uh, using cartoons. <laughs> Damn it! It's it's called something weird, like Smack or Smeckle or Schmeckle or something. <laughs> I can't remember. Damn it! <laughs> the fuck! This is gonna drive me nuts. Uh, revive '90s shows, but not the way you might think. Oh, that's a little uh, scary. I know. What does it even mean? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. I'll figure it out later. As we're wasting time. Um. So, uh, the let me uh let me let me just tell you that I was. It's, I'm, it's very hard to get this out of my head. I was I was riding. All right, I had like nothing to eat today, and I, what's wrong oat, with you? Well, I had oatmeal in the morning, and then I had two doctor's appointments back to back, and I thought that I was going to be able to go to back to work in between the two, and then the first one is like goes two hours later than I thought it would, and the lady, the nurse, is like, "Oh, you shouldn't have put them so close together." I'm like, "I'm the one who kept my appointment time," but I, I didn't realize <laughs> what a stupid thing that was to say till later. Um, so, and I'm also. Biking. I'm biking from appointment from work to the appointment to to the next appointment. Oh back. my gosh! So I'm on the city bike going back and forth, and I didn't need anything. And then uh, I took the city bike back to Brooklyn, and I'm I'm uh, I noticed that I'm, like my legs are pretty tired when I get on uh, the bike, and then I know I have to cross the Manhattan Bridge, and so I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna be uh, painful. And I and so I go and. I'm crossing the Manhattan Bridge, and half of it is is uphill, so that's the reason it's a little uh, tricky. And then, uh, and then I'm like just reaching like the end of the uphill part, and just when I, and I'm I'm going, admittedly a bit too slow. Um, but when you're in that situation, you know, then then if someone in front of you is going too slowly, you pass them. It's fine. It's no big deal. Um, but today, this guy yells out. Uh, if you can't go faster, uh, get your fat ass off the bike and walk. And I, uh, I, I, what? that really, yeah, that I'm, I'm very sensitive. That really oh stuck God. with me. Yeah, what a, what a horrible thing what to a, say. What a douchebag. Who the yeah. hell? What? Oh, this is what's wrong with America. I mean, this is, this is yeah. everything wrong with the world. 
Who liked this guy? Why? Well, be then, more patient. Then I wanted oh. to. Uh, then that gave me a lot of motivation to to pedal faster, so I could um, reach right. up to him, and uh, and I just could not. I mean, I had nothing to eat today. I was exhausted, and according right. to him, I'm a fat ass. And uh, <laughs> that's, that's absurd. I bet if you looked at that guy, that guy's probably huge. It's probably like Chris Christie saying this. That's ridiculous. <laughs> No, he was like a young punk, young young twenty something punk. Uh, what a jerk! What a jerk! Yeah, and then I like when I got to the end of the the trail there, I was like, uh, when we got to the, the traffic light at the end of the bridge, I was I was looking around at the guys there, and and they just they didn't look like guys who could have said something like that, so I didn't mention it, but I was almost gonna ask him, hey, were you the guy who called me a fat ass back there? Um, also, this this other like the biker people on bike like I'm just minding my business, man. I'm not trying to bother anybody. And people on bikes in New York who who feel the need to be as angry as drivers in New York need to go back to their cars and leave me the fuck out of it. Because another guy, uh, he um, he rode by me and yells out, "I bet you can't hear with those headphones in." And like and keeps going and then I and then I did pedal faster but then he turned and I, and I went straight but I had one headphone in which is allowed and I was listening right. I what was I gonna be like I have Gilbert Gottfried in one ear you asshole you know like, what's wrong with, I had I was listening to a podcast not even uh, music or anything and it wasn't those headphones it was one headphone but I'm just trying to mind my damn business. I'm not trying to bother anybody on the bike, and then it, sometimes it just feels like everyone's just, just mad at me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I mean, I you know, just riding a bike is uh, torture over there. That's ridiculous. I remember, um, I don't know what it was. I think I was sitting in at the uh, clerk one time in New Haven, and uh, there was a case against a biker. I think it was like a fight between a biker and a motorist. And it was like, this guy was like a member of the Militant Bikers Association. I forgot what it was, of New <laughs> Haven or something like that. Because really, there's a war between motorists and bikers, and I didn't know this was actually going on. And bikers are trying to take back their routes and everything. I, I, but it's just ridiculous. I don't know why we can't coexist. And, uh, you know, why people have to have such a comments all the time. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. And, you know, only only in uh, only in New York where you yeah. can't have any privacy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's very. It's, and I, you know, I'm sensitive about these things. These things stick with yeah. me, and uh, yeah. especially especially fat comments. Uh, well, you know, you're about, definitely not fat, so that's ridiculous. I don't even. What a wise ass. I mean, the guy doesn't even know what he's talking about. First of all, and then uh, <laughs> he's just a little impatient son of a bee. Yeah. What an asshole. Sorry. Um, yeah, exactly. So, uh, it's, it's man, has it been a long, horrible week for you? I feel like it's been a long, yeah, listen, horrible week. This has been week. the worst week. Yeah. Weirdest week. Today especially was very weird to me. I don't know what it was. Why? Tell me why. Um, But, you know, usually, usually it's say, you know, okay, usually I have eight or nine interviews a day, right? But, Today has turned out to be eight or nine of the weirdest people, of the angriest people, of the quickest to anger people, and just weird. It's just like I got every single case in the book, and all all bad ones. I mean, like, um, I've never seen somebody where I had, you know, they were failed because they didn't pass their own exams, 
Uh, but then a the second time, they come back to, to retake certain exams to pass their citizenship test. And he was so angry um, that he had to come back that I've never seen anybody walk out and say, I'm not coming back. So usually people are pretty happy to hear that they have a second chance. But mm-hmm. yeah, just stormed out. I've never seen anybody like that. I've done almost like a thousand of these. And this is the first one where this person is like, I'm never never coming back. Ridiculous. <laughs> So he's he's not he's not he's not uh he's not interested in becoming a citizen anymore. No, not according to what he said. I think he'll probably come back. But uh, he was so angry and emotional that I, I and I thought this guy was actually going to get violent at some point. But um, I've never seen anything like this before. It's weird. Usually they get mad because something else, not because uh they get the news that they got to come back to retake an exam. They get a yeah. second chance. Ridiculous. Oh man, well, but yeah, well, today's been weird. This whole week has been yeah. odd. It's it, and it's been a long one, very long. And what do you uh are are you do you, do you have Monday off for the holiday? Yeah, I got Monday off, and then I'll have Tuesday off because the uh, alternative work schedule I got. So actually, four day weekend. Hey, hey. nice. All right, what are you planning to do with that time? I don't know. I was thinking about uh, just planning a couple events with friends, possibly. Taking a trip with the uh, folks just because my dad's birthday's coming up, so might be doing something like that. Something small. He wants to go to Vermont. I don't know why. I'd rather not. <laughs> so we might do that. I, I, there's. I feel like you're missing something that you, you could really be taking advantage of this weekend. I really could. I could go see you in New York. <laughs> I could go cruise someplace. I don't know. I, no. uh, or do nothing. No. That's probably don't, what I'm both. <laughs> no, don't don't come see me. Or uh, stuff with my friends. <laughs> there you go. Hood rats, though. Yes, by yourself. That's probably what's going to happen. I, you know, it usually always happens that way. I love hood rat stuff with my friends or by myself. <laughs> by the way, here's here's I will not have a lot of time to do hood rat stuff, and I think that's what's making this week even more. Yeah, I know, but I think that's what's making this week even more stressful for me. So you know the group that when I went to Suchi's wedding, there was the whole thing that I asked you your advice on with. Uh, do I go to the wedding or do I go to my reunion or what do I do? Remember that? Yes, I said the reunion. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I went to both. I went to both of those things, but I missed the wedding reception, right? So, right. So for some reason, whenever I need your advice on stuff, it's always with this group of four people. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's we have we all met at the law firm. Uh, it was we were all paralegals. Uh, me, this girl Suchi, this girl Jessica, whom we call DJ, who lives in Boston, and then Matthew Eskew, whom we call um, Eskew. Oh, Matthew! <laughs> I know Matthew. Yeah, we haven't bothered him in a long time. No, no, you're talking about Ethan, aren't you? Yes. No, yeah, that's Ethan. Sorry. Um, but, but wow, he Eskew is not going to be happy that you can because one time. <laughs> One time, DJ said that Eskew looks like Ethan, and Eskew grabbed the sandwich out of her hand and shoved the whole thing down his throat. <laughs> Apologies, but we still have to bother Ethan at some point. Where is he now? Did he get fired or something like that? <laughs> yes, yes, he did. Um, did, he he, did he really? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> But he got a he got a job after after he got fired though. Um, 
<laughs> but um, oh, so here's the deal: is the last time that we, because DJ moved to Boston, don't I don't fucking know why she went to BU. I feel oh. like that's that's like me moving to Syracuse. You know what I mean? What, 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 <laughs> Except, except it's Boston, so it's even worse. So, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so I, um, the last time that we were all supposed to go, we all kind of flaked on DJ, and she got kind of pissed off. So then we all planned on coming another time, which wound up being this weekend coming. And um, initially, it started off as I thought a bros trip, right? Even though two of the bros are girls, but it was just me, DJ. Suchi and Eskew, and then and then something changed. Uh-oh. Wow. Who, who, who's coming? What is this? said um, in the group thread, Hey, Suchi, are you bringing Arjun? That's her husband. And, okay. And I'm, and I'm getting impatient, so I said, Suchi, just answer him so he can ask what he really wants to. And she said, Ha ha, no, I don't want Arjun to come. And then Eskew <laughs> and Eskew goes, oh, because I was thinking of bringing Tiba, and Sushi goes, oh, I didn't see that coming. And um, <laughs> Tiba is Eskew's girlfriend, so Sushi and Arjun are, are married to each other. Eskew and Tiba are an item, and then DJ uh, and Paul, Jessica and Paul are are also boyfriend and girlfriend, and they, she's the one in Boston, DJ. Um, so, so. So she, Eskew says, I was thinking about bringing Tiba. Eventually, he tells us Tiba's coming. So I'm thinking in my head, John Weeks. I'm thinking in my head, Jonathan Weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, all right, this is, um, it's just one more person. No big deal. And mm-hmm. then a couple days ago, Suchi texts us in the group thread and said, so, hey, kids, uh, now Arjun is going to come. And, oh. uh, and so <laughs> then I go, Oh, three couples in homes with a, a confused face kind of emoticon. And then she says, sorry, I can tell him not to. And I said, and then DJ jumps in and is like, don't do that. And I said, no, no, don't, don't do that. That's crazy. Um, but, you know, I just don't want to be that guy. And then, uh, and then DJ texts us uh, last night, or maybe it was this morning. She was like, so we're going to have a lot more space than we thought to sleep and stuff because we're going to stay at Paul's instead of my place. So now we're not even staying at her place. We're staying at her boyfriend's place, which means he's going to be around the whole time. And and it's going to be, you know, me, Suchi and Arjun, Eskew and Tiba, and, um, and, and DJ and Paul. And, uh, you know, I'm the only single dude there. And then I told DJ this is, uh, so this is, this is kind of awkward. And she said, because I'm the only single person. And she said, well, it's all right. We're going to be uh, uh, going out with some people from Philly who are also single. And I said, this just keeps getting better. Cause oh, you, my gosh. Because <laughs> I don't like meeting new people, for one. Um, and, uh, and and then I'm going to be like the, the, the seventh wheel here. Uh, and... And then DJ's like, Holmes, you can probably play tennis with Arjun. And I, I was like, all right. And so that's basically like, other than seeing my friends, you know, uh, for a second, 
the the only thing I'm really excited about is is playing tennis with Suchi's husband now. But other than that, uh, it's we're gonna be going out to bars and stuff. It's gonna be in Boston, so people are gonna be drunk and miserable and racist. And uh, it's uh, it's 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 you know I'm I'm oh oh. And then, to top it all off, I really, you know, delayed making any sort of travel arrangements until last night, basically. And it turns out, Boston is over four hours away, no matter how you you slice it. Um, and I looked at the, uh, the train schedules first, Amtrak, because I get uh, nauseous on buses. So I looked up the Amtrak... And everything was like $150 both ways. It was like $300 for a train ride. And there were like no coach seats left. And everything was business class and shit. And like I can't fucking afford that. So then I go and look up Megabus. And it's and then it's like a six-hour bus ride or something. I'm like, if I'm leaving on Saturday, I'm never going to get there. Because the reason I can't leave on Friday... Suchi and Arjun, by the way, are driving there on Friday. I can't leave on Friday because I have my commitment to chair my meeting on Friday. And I got to do that, especially because... My co-chair filled in for me two weeks ago when I saw R. Kelly. So uh, I um, uh, th- then after looking up all this, then I, I looked up on uh, Hotwire. I looked up uh, car rentals, and it looks like that's the the most viable, uh, affordable, op- almost affordable option where I won't get you know vomit a, uh, a lot. Um, so. I'm very stressed out about this whole thing, and and yet I really feel like I need to go because like she was angry enough last time when we kind of flaked on her, but she would be super pissed if 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 I canceled this time. So I don't know. What do you think, bro? All right. Well, here's what I got to look at: a couple things. Are they going to cancel this whole event if you don't go? Yes or no? No. No way. Okay. So those other guys will still go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number two, um, they're, they're close friends, yes or no? Yes. All right. Number three, what would you do otherwise if you didn't go? I would probably just do hood rat stuff. Well, <laughs> that's your answer right there. I mean, but no. That's, that's, one, that's one of three considerations. And then four, what, what day would you go? Would you go Friday or Saturday? I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be able, that's the other thing, I won't be able to go until Saturday morning at 9 a.m., so I'm getting a late start on it all because uh, the the rental car place doesn't open until 9. You're really beating yourself up there, man. I, I um, If it's going to be detrimental to your friendship, I would go. If not, I think you're in a position where you can say that it's, Kind of difficult for you to get there because first of all you got to get go there on Saturday, and uh, you know it's there's not too many too many modes of transportation to go on Saturday, and then you're not getting there till like twelve or one, right? At least one at the earliest. I'm thinking. So I mean that's like a, what a day a day and a half is at all, and uh, it's it's out of your way. I mean it's inevitably up to you, but I would say. I pass. Well, I mean, like, uh, are you, what day would you come back? Would it be Sunday or Monday? Uh, Sunday, but I wouldn't. I don't need to get the car back until Monday at 9 a.m. So there's there's a little leeway on Sunday in terms of when I actually head back. 
I know what you're going to do. You're going to go. But my advice would be <laughs> to stick it to, to stick it out. So I, that's that's what I would do. I would not go. I think it's, it's not in your best interest to go at this point. Uh, hood rat stuff is absolutely necessary. And uh, I don't think they'll, you know, it'll be so detrimental that you can't go another time or, or whatnot. But, I mean, she will be pissed. So it's very uh, 50-50 for me. Because I know you. I know you're going to go. Yeah. You'll give me this. You, you you place high emphasis on friends and friendship, which is a good thing. And I actually, I'm being a very a bad. Uh, <laughs> I give you bad advice, but uh, I, I would choose to stay home and maybe make it up to her somehow, some other way. Um, and so uh, because it is awkward, man. I know how that feels. You're, you're the I I know how you feel very well being the odd man out, and uh, yeah, uh, that's awkward to me. And uh, but I think you make the best of it, whereas I probably get miserable and get really cynical. So, I mean, and meeting <laughs> new people does suck. I agree with you yes. totally. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I don't like the new people stuff. And I don't like when things kind of get switched up, where you're staying in a new place. Yeah. Where other people are suddenly bringing their spouses when they didn't stay yeah. there before. I yeah. Mean, that puts me in an awkward position. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it. Um. <laughs> yeah, but if how the turntables whisper. Uh, if we reverse it, you would totally yeah. go too. You, you're saying that you would stay home or whatever. No, you you have the same loyalty to friends and stuff. You would totally be there yeah, as well. Yeah, no, you're right. No, you're right. If, if it was like you guys, uh, you, Jesus, that kind of thing, I had a prior commitment, I would have to go. I, I would go. Yeah. Uh, if it was like somebody I don't really know or, you know, I don't really care, I would not go. But, uh, uh, yes, I probably would go. You're right. <laughs> yeah, even talking, even talking to my therapist today, he was like, "So, you basically have to go." And I was like, <laughs> "And and I think he was saying it as a question." And I was like, "Well, I don't have to do anything, but it, I don't, it, it's, it's not gonna be. Uh, it, people will be mad and hurt if I don't go, and I don't like, you know, people mad at me, and I don't like hurting people." Um. Right. So, because not only would it fuck up me and DJ's friendship, but also uh, there's four people here, and we're all in this like group thread text message thing called uh, GroupMe on this app, GroupMe. <laughs> and have you heard of this app, GroupMe? I've not heard about this. You told me about this. It's pretty interesting that you guys are all in contact like that. That's pretty close. I like that's a very close friendship. I mean, that's, that's a nice <laughs> thing to have. And then when when everyone finally got iPhones, uh, some somebody like messaged all of I think DJ messaged all of us that she got an iPhone. So then it you know looked like a nice group iMessage, and immediately everyone was like, "We got to go back to the GroupMe is not right. It didn't feel right because you're not like in GroupMe you can like messages, you know, like favorite them and stuff, and it was very off putting to not be able to do that." Oh my God! So, what? Do you guys have anything planned to do in Boston? What is what is the, what are the plans? Oh God! Well, it, it seems like everything tennis? involves getting. <laughs> it seems like everything but tennis involves getting shit faced. Because I mean, which obviously I am not partaking in, but it seems like that's what you know they're doing. And and DJ has been concerned about that in the past. She has like messaged me like like so I know I can get Sushi and SQ drunk, but what, you know I don't know. What, what, what you know? How are you going to be and whatever? And I said, you know, I'll be, I'll adapt or whatever, like you just said to the situation. Um, but 
but if it, I tell you, if it's if we're in Boston with a bunch of people from Philly and everyone's spouses, oh I don't. Oh my God, Philly! I don't I mean, know. There's, there's a lot of violent elements to this. First of all, <laughs> Boston and bars are violent. Yes. They're just, I think they're innately violent and brutish. And then um, you throw some Philly people in there, man. It's gonna be. It's gonna be nuts. You gotta get into a fight, guy. You know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, you know, I, you know, I, I like you. I don't. I even probably even worse. I don't like the bars in Boston. I think everybody's out there to kill you, pretty much, and uh, <laughs> and scare you like shit face. Exactly what you said. It's like a complete annihilation of uh, your sober self. I mean, and then these Philly people. Philly people are, are rough. They're rough. <laughs> I'm, I'm not just saying. I'm saying the entire city's rough. Everything about Philly is rough. <laughs> it was like you were going to make that less offensive, and then you made it more so. As you said about Philly, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the entire city is rough. You're saying it about everything about Philly, huh? Philly is a rough area. It's, it's just an entire rough area. I don't think I saw anything good about Philly. I mean, Liberty Bell was okay, but even that's crap. What did you just say about the Liberty Bell? The, the, the Liberty Bell is great, but I mean, even that is cracked. Everything is rough <laughs> up in Philly. It's, it's a scary place. It's You know, um, my brother told me this great story about this robot. It's called Hitchbot. Have you ever heard of it? No. It's like this robot that was created in Canada. It's a very cute looking robot. It's funny arms, but it's got like a computer head. An electronic head, and what it was was a social experiment to see how far Hitchcock could go. So they they left it on the side of the road in Canada, and it made its way all the way through America. Uh, and its first stop was actually Philadelphia. So it went through all of Canada. I think it went through Europe, and then its first stop in America was uh, Philly. When it gets to Philly, within two hours, the thing is destroyed. Someone ripped, it, someone ripped its heads off. Someone ripped its arms off. Uh, it was just totally destroyed. They couldn't find the chip that uh, uh, the robot had. My brother was like devastated. He's a real nerd. But uh, Philly is not a place to go to to, to live. I mean, the, uh, the, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This, there's a lot of bad a... elements to this trip here. <laughs> There's there was a robot that moved through Canada. I, I don't what what was this robot doing? It was this is a real no, it really happening. It, it can talk to you. It's supposed to be interactive. It's almost like a a Siri, but with a with like a robot form. Oh, okay. And the, the social experiment was to see if people were nice enough and uh, to give it rides. Basically, to, they, actually, I forgot that whole part. So that's a huge part. To <laughs> basically allow the robot to hitchhike from place to place. Oh, I was like, how is this thing getting around? Right, so it was supposed to be out of the kindness of strangers who would pick it up and bring it to a city to city. So the next city was uh, Philly, and it got massacred. <laughs> the Great Philly Massacre. The Great Philly Massacre. <laughs> I, was, I was very nervous for the Pope when he went there. I thought the Pope yeah. was going to get shot, quite frankly, but I was he survived. <laughs> uh, John Weeks, do you know what time it is? Oh my god, it's time to watch the
Tom Fogarty. Oh my God, Tom Fogarty. He's not there yet. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know if we were going to get Benny. <laughs> Tom Fogarty, hey, buddy, what's going on, buddy? Tom Fogarty, buddy. I'm there? Yeah, you're Tom here Fogarty. now, bro. I'm there, really? Yeah, you're there. The oh, okay. You're here, hey. boy. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Welcome hey, what's going back. on, Wizard? It's been too long, yeah. bro. Yeah, where are I you, know, bro? It's been, been a long time. I'm bumfuck Virginia. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> I hope you're not fucking any bums, because I did that accidentally one night, and I didn't realize till after. <laughs> oh, I'd love to. <laughs> Um, and uh, tell tell us a little bit about your journey. I hear this was a, a life changing thing that you just did. Yeah, it was. It was pretty amazing. I'm just sort of uh, wiped out from it between fucking up my knee on a uh, mountain oh. trail. Don't don't oh. even ask. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and I think you know adrenaline sort of carried me through. But as soon as the show was over, I was in a world of hurt. So that's why. Oh. Taking my time coming home, but yes, it was uh, the end of a six-year journey of uh, resurrecting this piece that hasn't been seen since it was on Broadway 70 years ago, and getting it out there for the first time again, and now there's uh, a little buzz and a little forward thinking, and we're going to try to get it published and get it out to colleges and universities and community theaters and regional theaters and wow. who knows maybe it'll even make its way back to Broadway again. Wow. Yeah, and this go is, big congratulations. Yeah, that's awesome. This oh is uh, what a success. Strange yeah. Fruit by Lillian Smith, is that the play? Well actually it's it's no? I restored the original title which was Lillian Smith's Strange Fruit. Oh, like Lee Daniels, the she, butler. That, yeah. Well, uh, because she didn't she have it confused with the novel because it was so different. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, so, adapt, you adapted this? Uh, well, I used her original four-hour production script, mm-hmm. but it had to change, and I cut out some scenes. I added a few scenes from the book. There's not a word that's not Lillian's herself. It's just I had to, you know, do some, uh, put it in a blender, so to speak. Sure, sure. It was 36 characters for 36 actors. There's no way that's fucking feasible today. Not even a college is going to have that many kids. Mm -hmm. So I made it for eight actors and still all 36 characters. So it's, it's a crazy ride if people are willing to take it. And, and how did uh, opening night go? Was it was smashing success? Uh, it was amazing. I mean, all all four performances of it were uh, totally amazing, and people were in tears at the end. And we did talkbacks, and almost nobody left. They stayed for the talk, wow. uh, you know, and had questions. The biggest question being, why were my actors barefoot? And Why were I they? Said, and I, but I, I 
have taken a page from Anna Devere Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, her brilliant one-woman shows where she, you know, they're uh, interview-based. And she'll do like 25 characters and go back and forth between them. Yeah. But but she performs barefoot and in a basic sort of, you know, costume that she just adds things to. But her reason for performing barefoot is that she wants to walk in the words. Oh, wow. I just, that was so profound, especially since... Each actor will play a black, a white, a male, and a female. Wow. Mm-hmm. Some have multiple versions. You know, some play six. The least anybody plays is four. So, yeah, it's crazy. And you've and been doing that, that. You've been doing that barefoot thing for a while, right? I remember Eurydice. I remember people were barefoot. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I like it. And again, I think it comes from my dance background too. Sure. You know, there's just something that's grounding about it. It's uh, it's not about artifice. You know, it's not it's not about a period shoe. It's just about doing. You know, it's like, and you know, yik yak. You know, this crazy shit now that like <laughs> is blowing up on campuses because they can use it to you know find missing items or shit. Uh, someone yik-yak. posted. You know this thing? Yeah. No, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, what well, yeah, is that? <laughs> what is that? It's it's like an app for instant chat. Oh wow. It's like it's like Snapchat but even quicker and it disappears like you know within a couple seconds. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's cray cray. Uh so anyway, someone <laughs> posted uh just soft strange fruit and I wonder why the actors were barefoot. <laughs> Someone's response was well, maybe because they hadn't invented shoes yet, because it is a period piece. Oh. Well, I, I mean, I don't, you know, don't. We, were, we were in rural Georgia. What can I say? <laughs> uh, have shoes in 1920, apparently. <laughs> by the way, uh, uh, Blaze and Rye guest Lena Hall was great at Yik Yak in, uh, in, in Hedwig. She won a Tony for it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, Who have you got for us tonight for the return of Tom Fogarty's Hot Mess Award? Yeah, Tom Fogarty, man! I I think I got three good ones. First of all is the Spencer Stone dude. Oh, my God. You know the, the, like, hero from the the Saved People on the French Train? Oh, yeah. Okay. Getting stabbed four times outside of a nightclub in Sacramento. What fucking kind of karma is traveling around with this dude? Yeah, that's oh messed up, yeah. God. He, like, went to break up a fight at this club, and someone just fucking stabs him four times. Yep, and he's critical condition, yep. Yeah, you know, it's like enough yeah. already. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's a bit much. Dial that that's hero back a little. Yeah, it's What's with all the stabbing, too? I don't. Everybody prefers stabbing now and uh, all these incidents. I don't know if what you're going to do it, I do mean, it once. Why four times? Once is enough. Yeah, yeah, once is enough, you know. Just do a real good <laughs> once and then that's about it. <laughs> oh, no, they had to go under Tuachatra. <laughs> and who's your second hot mess? My second hot mess has got to be the rumor about Kanye West. Latest rule for Kim Kardashian. Okay. Have you heard this shit? No. no. 
apparently she is under strict orders to never let her gaze leave the stage. Quote, end quote. Never let her gaze leave the stage when her husband is performing. Wow. Does that mean like her backup dancers? Or, I mean, she's not a... You, you mean gaze, G-A... Oh, she, you mean she G-A-Z- is that A Z E fucker? She's got to look at him <laughs> all the time. I've been in this house too goddamn long. I will go deliver it on your ass. And so he, she needs to be focused, looking at him the whole time. Yes. Oh my gosh! How controlling. <laughs> and, and who is your third hot and final hot mess for the My evening? third hot mess is John Stamos. Okay. Quick on the heels of his DUI in June that he did a 30-day live-in treatment for, you know, going into rehab immediately. Apparently, he was just busted the other night, a DUI yet again, but supposedly he was under the influence of... GHB, the so-called date rape drug. Now, it begs the question, did someone slip it to him, or did he just get his drinks mixed up? Wow. What? (laughs) I mean, I fuck John Stamos. Or was he trying to take advantage of himself? Yeah. Maybe. I think some people do roofie themselves. It was his own. It was his own date rape. Go figure. <laughs> I, I I watched his his new show. I thought was quite funny. I don't understand the the kid they have playing his son is just very odd. I don't understand why <laughs> they cast this guy. But other than that, I think the show's funny. No good. Good. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um. Uh, boy, well, he's you know, I mean, if I I wonder if uh, was was he hanging out with my boy? Was he hanging out with my boy that night? <laughs> you see? I don't know. Yeah, was was he like? Was he was he like? Listen, Doc, I gotta ask you. And then he was like, Well, you got to put the thing in the drink with the people and the place and the thing. Was he like that? I don't know. Uh, okay. Is everybody lubed up and ready to joke off? Uh, I'm ready for bum fucking myself. You said you're ready for bum fucking yourself? Does that mean you took a, a Stamos roofie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of bum fucking, sire, have you seen them? Have you seen the pictures? Have you seen them? Of what? Of Justin Bieber <laughs> naked. There's more. There's more. Yeah, it just came out yesterday. It's all over the news. They sh- it, no, can- I missed those. Oh, you could see his dick and his butt. <laughs> Whoa! Send me that link, please. You're not the only person who's asked me that today, so so I shall I shall get you your material for your spank bank in your motel. There you go. 
<laughs> um, the other person who asked me for these photos is a is a is a, a quite a a well known disco artist. What? All right, let's. Gary <laughs> Glitter. Who? I don't know. Don Ritter. Tom Ritter. Glitter. That was pretty good, Week. That was thank that you. Was pretty good. Thank you. Who did you Gary say? Gary Glitter. Who? Tom Glitter? Tom Glitter. Gary Glitter. Oh, okay. I don't know her. Uh, Tom Fogarty, <laughs> start us off. Okay. Hillary Clinton did a surprisingly good Donald Trump impression on Saturday Night Live this past weekend, to which Donald Trump said, 12 seconds, you try stop this bullshit 24-7. Uh-huh. <laughs> <You'll Uh-huh. walk-up. laughs> Uh, hey, weeks feel like this. Uh, Jay Leno returned to the Tonight Show this week again. <laughs> ah, so you know, I'm gonna tag team and I'm gonna tell a few jokes since Jimmy pulled his hamstring. I'm gonna get in there, I'm gonna tag team, I'm gonna tell some jokes and I'm gonna be just as funny as I was before because I was planning on taking over the Tonight Show anyway. <laughs> I told didn't you I tell you on the last I told you on the last show he'll be back. I told you on the last show. And there he is. You didn't say just you not just last show. You said almost a year ago he'd be back. I remember <laughs> that. I had true. no idea that what you were telling was the truth. I thought you were just joking. You were absolutely correct. He's been back many times already. This is, yep. this is, this is a bit much, I think. <laughs> yep, yep. It, you know what was the worst about it is this girl at work thought that I hid her um hid her water bottle for some reason and 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 I'm I'm watching the Leno clip at the time and I'm laughing and she goes she goes why are you smirking like that did you hide my water bottle and I said I can't believe I'm about to say this but I'm laughing at Jay Leno <laughs> and she didn't believe me cuz I said that anyway moving on Justin Bieber revealed a new tattoo with the word purpose above his belly button. Tom Fogarty actually wanted that area to say target. <laughs> purpose. Tom Fogarty. It said porpoise? <laughs> purpose. 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 Flipper? Flipper. No, purpose, not porpoise. Morpus. Porpoise. For purpose. <laughs> Thought it was a hey. mm. I wanted to say Tarjay. <laughs> yeah, but you're not gonna jizz all over a Tarjay. Well, like guess that one guy. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that I one guy like to try to say Tarjay with a mouthful. <laughs> well, that one guy in Walmart. Remember that guy in Walmart in the kids section jerked off over those plastic bag boxes. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, so maybe you would do it. Okay, the day. moving right along. <laughs> last, week, last week on Crimea River, Boehner, or is it Boner? Said, said he was having a bad dream that he was trying to get out of Congress and he couldn't get out. <laughs> then he realized he'd just fallen asleep in a tanning bed. <laughs> 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 
That was uh, that was a fantastic Vincent Price impression, Tom Fogarty. <laughs> he was trying to get out. Anyway, some sea turtles are wearing poop-collecting swimsuits so that researchers can determine if they're opportunistic eaters or only feed on specific things. They got these swimsuits from Danny Thomas's closet. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Are these scientists from St. Jude's? <laughs> I think so. Burger King released a Whopper with a black bun for Halloween, which is making some customers poop green. To which Danny Thomas said, That's not very appetizing. Green poop? <laughs> 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 he wasn't talking about the burger. <laughs> oh, yo, 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 why the bun got to be black, yo? Uh, I was wondering that, too. The way that Weeks said it sounded very racist. Oh, it did, sorry, didn't I, it? I, I'm sorry, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a man who robbed an auto parts store in California had a maxi pad taped over his eyes to hide his identity. Apparently nobody told him, that goes up in the front of your butt. <laughs> but let me get crazy. Let's just say I leave it in, right? I forget to take it out, which has happened more than once. Um, and I have somebody over, things get hot and heavy, things get crazy, and the tampon goes too far up and I lose the string. What happens then? Uh You'll have to go to the emergency room and have them to take it out. Aww. That's what a friend of mine did. She forgot about it and left it in too long, and she and, had to. And she had sex. Yeah, she had sex, and then she had to go get it pulled out because she couldn't reach it. And and, and, and the guy didn't notice that he was uh, he had some extra cushion. Well, I guess not. That's what I thought. I thought, well, it looks like they would know it whenever they. But anyway, she had to go to the emergency room and they took it out for her. She was really embarrassed, but. (laughs) I think I've ended up on another show. (laughs) I couldn't find the front. What the hell was that? I couldn't find the front of your butt clip in time. (laughs) So I I played played another tampon clip. Uh, wait, I think this might be it. Here. You're saying to change it a few times a day so it doesn't get oversaturated and, and leak? Yeah. Yeah. It'll, you know, it, it gets pretty dirty and smelly if you leave it in very long at a time. So. Yeah, usually, especially if it's up the butt. Um, okay, there he said it's up the butt. Do ladies put them yeah, up the butt? But... Oh, okay. It must be the number two... It must be this one. Um, and now, are there are there safer ways to to handle this situation, or you just think up the butt's the easiest way to go? Yeah, I just stick it up your javanus, and that's it, honey. And just pull it, uh, pull the cardboard out. And it'll stay in there, and then uh, whenever you get ready to change, just no, no, I, I don't need to. Three. One more. Well, what are you gonna do if you have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> How's it gonna come out? Um, I I figured if I have to poop hard enough, it'll just come out naturally. No, no, this is the one. Just putting it up in, insert it, and then just pull the cardboard out. Put put it up in what? You said insert it. In your vagina. 
In the what? Yeah. Okay. In your thought. Uh, uh, <laughs> did, did you say in my, in my butt? Yeah, up, you know, up the front of your butt. Just stick it in there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Another one, another one. No. Tom Fogarty's going to murder us. <laughs> that was the clip. I meant to play that last one. Anyway, let's continue on with the joke off. Well, no, we need to have more stories about tampons. I was once, I was once dancing with these women, oh, and no. one of them, one of them, suddenly like just really started stinking, and it's like went on for like weeks to the point where like none of us wanted to even like be near her as we were dancing, and she finally went to the doctor. She had like. Lost a tampon up in there, and it had been there for five weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's when. How do you do that? You need to go to the emergency room and have them to take it out. How do you just like lose a tampon for five weeks? I don't know. People, girls lose condoms up in there sometimes. <laughs> Babies are born with little, little rubber yarmulkes. <laughs> and, and tampons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pennsylvania-based e-Bible fellowship website predicted that the world would end yesterday. This prediction was solely based on Donald Trump being the front runner for president of the United States. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, are you supposed to wear the tampon um, when, you're, when you're having your period, or just like you're just supposed to put it in when you're having sex? It's not a. It's just. Like, it's like a female condom, right, or something? Or what? What is this? Like, I think it has. <laughs> I think it has HIV preventative medicine in it. So I'm not really sure. I don't know if you wear it all the time, and it soaks up the medicine up in in the cooch. Because you gotta think. Because you gotta think about this. If you're having, if you're on your period, and you would. That's when. You, that's the absolute time where you'd want to have protected sex because that's when the chances are increased for getting HIV. Is that there's blood being passed from back and yeah. forth? You know. So it's funny. It's like so calling it a tampon, even if you're supposed to wear it any time. It's just weird to me that they call it an HIV preventing tampon. It's strange. Yeah. Anyway, it's, I, okay. Okay. No, that's what Danny Thomas said. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right, Weeks, go ahead, Weeks. 19-year-old UConn student Luke Gaddy was arrested Sunday after being denied mac and cheese and yelling at a student union employee that he wanted his fucking mac and cheese. Yeah. Apparently, he was just going stir-crazy from living in stores. Connecticut. Can you play him? <laughs> An Ohio man who was found laying in Doritos goldfish in Chips Ahoy told the, <laughs> told the police he was too high on marijuana. When John Weeks heard, he said, All I got in my pile was Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> no, that's what Danny Thomas said. <laughs> <laughs> Martinburg, South Carolina man, Patrick Duggist, 
was arrested shortly after midnight on Tuesday after he allegedly called 911 to complain that his girlfriend won't give me no damn ass. <laughs> he got plenty of ass after being taken to jail. Run him again. Allegedly offered to help his players get jobs in the porn industry and told the pitcher who wasn't playing great, I am going to ear fuck you. This is your punishment. You are going to stand here and take it. And they licked her ear. (laughs) Funny. My lowly coach told me the same thing. I like this music. This I that, I actually played the wrong clip just now. I meant to play the the other one. Um, but uh, Dan Thomas said. <laughs> oh man. Well, we will let you get back to uh, getting some rest. Take care of that knee. Elevate it. Put some ice on it. Alternate hot and cold. Do that thug sizzle. No, you right. fucking elevate it. <laughs> Tom Fogarty, you thank you so much, sir. You thank you, Tommy. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Welcome back, Otter. <laughs> welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, back. welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Mr. Fogarty, Mr. Mr. Fogarty, Mr. Fogarty, Mr. Fogarty, Ooh, hey, Fogarty. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, <laughs> boy, all those guys died the same year, right? Uh, Gabe Kaplan, who played Cotter, the guy who played uh, Ron Palillo, the guy who played Horshack, and John Travolta all died the same year, didn't they? Yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> John Travolta's not dead. <laughs> he is. He just came back in alien form. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> What, what is that, Battlefield Earth or Scientology? Battlefield Galactica. <laughs> That's not a thing. You mean Battlestar Galactica? He's not in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> he plays a very strange character in that whole show. What show? That alien. That, what, 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 is he, what is his name? That, that, oh, I think you're right. Yeah, Battlefield Earth. Right? <laughs> yeah, not, not Battlefield Galactica. <laughs> They, they should combine them and have uh, Travolta's character be the queen of the universe. And they should have Adele Dazeem be his <laughs> husband. <King>. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you say he? Yeah, he's the queen of the universe. <laughs> yes. 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 Nice. Um, it occurs to me, John Weeks, that if we're going to move into a bi-weekly schedule where we do shows uh, once every two weeks. Well, we we actually have a big guest coming up on October 29th, which is three weeks from now. So what do you recommend we do about this? I say we don't start the bi-weekly until November then. I, or, you <laughs> know, yeah, in November, let's do it in November. Okay. How about that? How about that? We do it every – I don't know. I, I, I think we should actually do it every week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the more see once you're actually in it and having a good time, then you just want to do it all the time, you know. But when you're... I totally agree with you. It's like hood rat stuff. I just can't get enough of it. <laughs> all right, so we'll just plan 
for October at least. We'll we'll keep doing the show every Thursday yeah. in October. And um, for those of you who uh, who who listen an hour into this program, and I guarantee there's <laughs> not a lot of you. Uh, uh, Danny Pinturo from Who's the Boss will be on Blaze and Rye this year's show. On October 29th at 9 p.m., our regularly regularly scheduled time these days. Uh, of course, he just um, was on Oprah, uh, made a big revelation to Oprah on, on Where Are They Now? And he's been kind of uh, all over the place doing interviews and activism. And he was on The View yesterday and stuff. And... Um, it it should be uh it should it should be uh you know uh I mean part of it'll be serious but but it'll still have our fun entertainment show element to it so I'm quite looking forward to it you oh yeah definitely I was uh, surprised you got the the uh, guest I mean that's a huge guest uh, that's that's amazing this is gonna be a big show an important show and uh, a fun show but also a pretty uh, pretty important show that everybody should listen to I think it's gonna be good. Yeah, I'm and impressed. It, I'm, myself, I'm impressed. You know, it's a big name actor and uh, someone with a really an important issue. Right, and it occurs to me that um, I had a crush. I, I didn't even think about this until after I requested the interview and stuff. But I totally I, had a crush. What the hell was that? What? Do you hear? Do you hear? I just heard my voice coming from somewhere else. Do you hear that? I heard like a pop. I, it was not like a pop. It yeah. was like a silent thing in between. I don't know what just happened. Okay. Well, I think we might be uh, being incepted. But uh, <laughs> I had quite a crush on Jonathan Bauer when I was a kid. Um, when he w- got you know older, when he started growing up with uh, post puberty, Jonathan Bauer. I had quite mm-hmm. a crush on on uh, Mr. Pintoro. So it'll be like my first like childhood crush that I've interviewed, and, and that reminded me, i got to try and get Mark Paul Gosseler on the show, you know? <laughs> yeah, you got to get, you You did a phenomenal job of getting great people on the show, I don't know, how you do it, it's, it's, uh, that's a lot of work in itself, it's a talent in itself, it's amazing, I can't you know, wait for the show. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it should be a good one, um, and, uh, and I was getting kind of down about it because I was getting kind of I got it I got a couple like people couldn't do it in a row and 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 then I got like two back to back including the Fonz the Fonz turned turned us down and the Fonz uh, turned us down yeah and that like He's that like one a actually, of yours, isn't he? uh sure sure yeah but that that one or at least I remember you told me a great story where you met him I think right. Right, right, on a city bus in, in New York. That's Henry uh, Winkler, right? Henry Winkler. Right, right. So I got an email from his people saying, Henry, um, while, uh, uh, Henry, uh, Henry thanks you for reaching out, but unfortunately he's going to pass on this. And that actually hurt because he's like the nicest guy in Hollywood turned us down. You know what I mean? So that, that actually. Uh, yeah, that is, that's what hurt. But uh, uh, did you listen to the show? Is that what? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, but I was getting kind of down about it, and then and then the next day, um, the next day, uh, uh, Danny Pinturo's, uh, uh manager uh, confirmed. So, so then then I was as down anymore. I was quite quite thrilled. 
um, that he'll I'm be on. I'm thrilled too. I mean, that's that's amazing. I I, I still I'm, I'm flabbergasted that you got such a you know big star right now. You know, it's that's a big thing in the news. Yeah, I mean, Oprah Oprah status, bro. Yeah, I don't know how you did that. It's weird. You know, I think it's weird. You don't get bigger than Oprah. Weird going on. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I totally intended on uh, on ending the show right at ten tonight, but uh, you know, uh, uh, Tom Fogarty really fucked shit up. I think. <laughs> it, it was his return, though. I'm I'm cool with it. I think. Yeah, the sound except- back is good. It uh, misfitting a little. You know, I I I I'm still amazed by his his uh, letter. That that was a real serious letter. I mean, that was you know, I think it was honest from the heart and. Just his appreciation was really uh, genuine. Oh, what well, well, Weeks is referring to is an email. Uh, our our last two weeks, our hot mess guy, uh, Vinny, uh, which is not an insult, but <laughs> our hot mess guy, um, uh, Vinny, who also joked off with us, he uh, wrote a very heartfelt letter thanking me uh, for uh, putting him on on the radio, saying he fulfilled like a boyhood dream of a his. Dream. Yeah. And made his life a little brighter, which was nice because you know when you're you know when, I mean when you're in the you, know, you get the thing and, and when you get older, you you know those that that kind of shit makes your life a little brighter. That that's what matters, right. and that's why I got into the performing arts to begin with is you know to to make people's lives a little better for at least a couple hours at a time. Um, so uh, uh, what I loved though was right when I picked up on Tom Fogarty, you said I was hoping for Vinny. <laughs> that's why I cracked up because that's right when he came. I know in. you did. I know. I, it was it was perfect timing, but terrible in a way. It was just, Very terrible. Uh, but, you know, I'm glad to have Tommy Boy back. He's, he brings a certain insanity to back to the show that I think is absolutely necessary. You loved how much he was hating me playing those clips. <laughs> yeah, I loved it because I think he was very confused. And he thought he was actually on a different show, and I thought it was great. I I wanted you to play some more. I, I, <laughs> I, I almost did. When I played that owner one, he was ready to shit all over me, Danny Thompson. <laughs> I think you, yeah. I, think, I thought he was going to hang up at the <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's your favorite scene in She's a Man, Man, with a Man, with a Man, Man? Okay, my favorite scene in She's a Man, Man, with a Man, with a Man. Yes. It's got to be this great scene in a baseball parody film. And uh so, so one of your favorite actors, Amanda Bynes. And besides Amanda Bynes, she's playing Tom Berenger's character, <laughs> Jake, great Jake clown. Taylor. He would make a great clown, Tom Berenger. He would make an incredible clown. I think he'd be a great joker, actually. Yeah, he would be a great <laughs> clown. He'd be great at anything. I, I think he's a multifaceted actor. He's incredible in action films. He's great in dramas and... Uh, a great lead overall. Yeah. Um, and so this is my favorite scene, and she's the main main picture made of Bane's Bane. Okay. What I was concerned with was why you didn't come up with that grounder that Rocker hit in the ninth. It was out of my reach. What do you want me to do, Guy Forge? Raj, it could have missed the game. Oh, come on. Cut the raw raw shit, Taylor. You're after this. After this, I got a free agent. Plus, me and my agent got a couple of plans for life after baseball. So I'm not about to risk major injury or displace this property for a collection of stiffs. You know, Dorn, I liked you so much better when you were just a ball player. If you want to be an interior decorator, now that's none of my business. 
but some of us still need this team. Now, you listen to me. This is my last shot at a winner, and for some of the younger guys, it could be their only shot. I don't know what happened to you, but if you ever, if you ever tank another play like you did today, I'm going to cut your nuts off and stuff them down your fucking throat. And that's my favorite thing. She's a man, she's a man, she's a man. Yes. Yes. Was that Thank you, sir. By, Thank was, you. Was that written by Serena Williams? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it was written by Serena Williams to the, uh, to the little Asian girl. <laughs> by the way, Gilbert Gottfried and his, his co-host Frank Santo Padre have been trying for uh, months to get the, the Asian girl who said, uh, uh, me so horny, me love you long time. Uh, in in um, that Kubrick uh, Full Metal Jacket, and what's her? She has some crazy name, and they're they're like trying to track her down, and they can't they can't find her. Oh. Um, but boy, speaking of, I totally forgot uh, the that that uh, what do they call it? Buried the lead? Is that what I've done here? I don't know. I don't know what the phrase means. But um, but yes. Yeah, so. Uh, the other night, I, I went to go see Gilbert do a, a live podcast with uh, uh, Jim Norton was the guest, and it was Gilbert and his co-host Frank Santo Padre. Me and uh, B Marsh went over to there. It was actually at the get this week's. It was at the same place that I had my Syracuse drama reunion a couple months ago. How about that? Oh my God! Yes, it so was meant to be. Yes, and I walked in there, and it was such uh, nostalgia from that, and and I, his place has a special place in my heart called uh, Littlefield in in South Slope. Um, and, uh, it's Park Slope. I, um, we, uh, it was, the show was so funny. We were cracking up the whole time. It was B. Marsh's first exposure to the podcast, I think. And it was my, you know, I, I hadn't really been exposed much to Jim Norton. I wasn't really a fan, but, um, you know, I went for Gilbert, but then Norton was hilarious. And, uh, he kept talking about how, like when he was a kid, uh, he and his, his friend and Gilbert was like, now, some of this is when it even is too disgusting for me. And then uh, and, and then he's like, so when you were a kid, you and your friends would blow each other? And Jim Norton's like, right, we would all, you know, we would take turns uh, blowing each other when we were children. So I would like, you know, my my friends and I, we, we would suck each other's, I don't mean like uh, blow each other, we would like hold each other's dicks in our mouths. And... And, uh, and, and, and like, it was, and, and that's how the show started. And Frank, who was like the straight man to Gilbert, is like, so you're really, you're starting there, huh? And, um, and then they talked about how, uh, do you like, um, eating? So apparently you like to eat girls' asses. And Jim Norton's like, uh, uh yeah, I've, I've eaten so much ass. And then Gilbert's like, Gilbert's like, now I would imagine that there would be some, at least some fecal matter. And Jim Norton goes, I would hope so. Otherwise, you're not getting your money's worth. Uh, and, and, um, and then he's like, and when's the first time somebody, did you drink urine? And Jim Norton's like, uh, yes, the first time by accident. And Gilbert's like, what do you what are you talking about? And he said, "Well, because I was blowing my friend in the in the public pool. Cause I, <laughs> we were kids, and I was thinking that 
you know, I, nobody could see me since I was under the water. So I was, um, you know, I, I had this kid's dick in my mouth, and then he he peed into my mouth, and I I said, hey, don't do that again. And then I went down there, put his dick back in my mouth, and then he did it again. <laughs> And then they were like, so so that was just a a, a boyhood thing that you did, and, and and he goes, well, I've had some transgender girlfriends, and I wouldn't want to not reciprocate, so you know, I'll suck her dick, and um, he's very open about his. It's very it's it's very interesting, and then um, my favorite part of the entire night though was when they opened it up to questions. And somebody in the audience, this guy to my right, says, oh, because it was a Comic-Con event. So he says, mm-hmm. so since since this is a Comic-Con event, uh, what's your least favorite superhero movie? And immediately Jim Norton goes, Schindler's List. And the whole, the whole place erupted. And Gilbert and Frank just lost it. <laughs> they, and Jim Norton was like totally dead. Schindler's List. <laughs> That's his least favorite superhero movie. Um, and it was so funny. And, like, we were cracking up so much. And then afterwards, I was uh, – I, I, I there were only two other people waiting by the stage door. And I really wanted to uh, do some. I wanted to – I was really – I wanted to at least get a picture with Gilbert. And I was very hesitant as to whether I'd do the other thing because – He's somebody who's gotten in trouble, gotten fired before for stuff that he said online, and I wouldn't want to, you know, I don't know if he has some rules against being recorded or something. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, what happened is I wait by the stage door, and I wait a while for like at least 30 minutes. B. Marsh got out of there because he uh, is a pussy and said he <laughs> had a, a primal urge to eat or something, but fuck that <laughs> shit. You know, I don't know. I don't understand that. And um, then... Uh, uh, eventually, um, Gilbert and I think his wife and Frank and them, they walk out and, and the guy with his girlfriend or wife or whatever in front of me is like, Gilbert, can I get a picture? I'm a big fan. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah. And he gets a picture with him. And then I and then Gilbert starts like walking towards the car. And I go, uh, Gilbert, great job. And he and he's like, oh, I don't know. And, and he's like still kind of in his, his Gilbert character or whatever he's doing. And... Uh, I said, um, my friend is a big fan. Uh, would it be any way possible that I could get you on? I could record you telling him to go fuck himself. His name's John Weeks, and uh, and this this is the version that that we all have come to know and love over the last couple of days. So I'll play that now. John Weeks, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Okay, I'll do that one more time for good measure. John Weeks, go fuck yourself. But there's a backstory to that, which is this. Okay, here. John, go fuck yourself. <laughs> can, you, can you say John Weeks, go fuck yourself? John Weeks, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Uh, you know? <laughs> I love the backstory. I love <laughs> What do you think about that backstory, bro? I loved it. I loved all, every bit of it. It's just amazing. I I thank you for that because that's that's a true gift. I mean that's you know this is a big star and uh you know, he's 
you know, hugely popular, hugely famous, and uh, to even get that, to get roasted like that was is a huge honor, actually. I'm honored. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. Yes. That was a lot of guts for you to do, and then patience, and... Uh, I was very I mean, nervous. Very nervous. I'd be, I'd be extremely nervous. I don't know if I could, could do that, quite frankly, because uh, he's a big star. You don't know how he's going to react, and uh, you don't want to, like, piss him off, or... You don't yeah. know how he is. You know, he has like, this... Of course, he has this public persona, but then... Oh, he seems like one of those guys who, you know, has has an edge or, you know, yeah, exactly. You don't want to give him trouble or whatnot or access for something that it doesn't want to usually give, really, you know, but. Yeah. And you can tell him. generous and you seem extremely yeah. brave. And I have to say, that's a great, that's a great thing. You can tell in that extended clip how nervous I was because I'm like, oh, can you do mind? Because <laughs> um, I'm basically like, you know, saying dance, monkey, dance, uh, which is, right. uh, you know, not not how I wanted uh, to come across. So I hope I didn't. Um, but um, he. No, uh, no. OK, good. Uh, but uh, but yeah, he was totally down to do it. You know, I just he never said yes, by the way. I just said I was wondering <laughs> if I could get a recording of you saying and go fuck yourself. And he's like, oh, and he laughed. And then I just started recording because I, you know, he never said yes though. Um, and then, uh, and then he said it and it was good. But um, also I, I went up to Frank, his co-host, and I said, Hey Frank, can I get a picture with you? And he said, yeah, of course. Yeah. Did you get a picture with Gigi? And I had to think about who the hell Gigi was. And I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. And then um, we got a, a picture and, um, and he's like, what's your name, man? And I told him my name and, and I said, I have a podcast too. And he gave me a look like I was, uh, like, you know, he says, people say that all the time, but, uh, but I said, I, I don't have my card on me, which I realized I fucking forgot my, you know, blazing right card. Uh, but then he's like, that's okay. Uh, I'll link me, send me a link, write me. So I wrote him on Facebook when I got home and I did see that he saw the message, but I don't know that he, uh, has read it yet. It was quite lengthy because, uh, okay. I just, um, but the reason that I knew it was lengthy because I was telling him about the show and and um, and th- and thanking them for sticking around and taking pictures with me and stuff. Um, but the thing that uh, I the reason I knew that they wouldn't just walk away is because of when Kelly Carlin was on. And remember we talked about this about George Carlin and Danny Kay. Yes. Yes. Right. So George Carlin was a little boy and goes over and. Uh, he goes to Broadway to see Danny Kay, big Danny Kay fan. By the way, incidentally, Danny Kay and Lawrence Olivier ale- allegedly used to uh, finger each other's assholes on the set, uh, oh whatever they were working on. Um, but Dan- <laughs> Danny Kay was apparently a real jerk, and so George Carlin's waiting forever, and then in the pouring rain as a little boy in this theater on Broadway, and then Danny Kay blows right by all the kids waiting for an autograph and stuff, and so that's when George Carlin said, if I ever become famous, I'm never going to do that. And then that's right. Kelly Carlin said. So whatever ever needed to be signed, whatever need you know any pictures, he would always stop and sign whatever, especially with kids and stuff. So I knew that Frank and Gilbert wouldn't pull a Danny Kay. You know what I mean? So I I, right. I, I was I was confident that I could at least get a picture. But I was up and uh, up until the moment of asking him, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be able to ask him to record him. But in the end, I'm I'm glad it worked out because. Uh, yeah, I was so excited to send you that. Oh, I was so. Excited. I know, I know, and I was. I loved it. Once I saw that, I just had a big smile on my face. I couldn't, you know, it's like one of those things where you're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we did this. This is amazing." <laughs> so I gotta say thank you, and uh, you know that's that's amazing. That's uh, I owe you. That's awesome. I'm gonna have to find somebody that's equally as cool and famous to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> we should make this a running thing now. You, sh- you know who you should get? You should get John Stamos, who apparently is fucking himself. 
I should. I should. I'll find it. I will find you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what's he, your favorite scene in She's a Main yeah. Man, She's a Main Bane's Man? Uh, my favorite scene in She's a Main Man with a Mind of Bane's Man is um, from a movie called She's a Main Man with a Mind of Bane's Man, colon, uh, Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire, uh, hyphen, <laughs> hyphen, uh, City Slickers. And I believe that Amanda Baines plays uh, Jack Palance. And I have no idea if this is scene is good or not because I just pulled it up. But here we go. Amanda Baines, but it's, it is my favorite. And Amanda Baines plays Mitch. And she says, value this time in your life, kids, because this is the time in your life when you still have your choices. And it goes by so quickly. When you're a teenager, you think you can do anything. And you do. Your 20s are a blur, your 30s, you raise a family, you make a little money and you think to yourself, what happened to my 20s? Your 40s, you grow a little pot belly, you grow another chin, the music starts to get too loud and one of your old girlfriends from high school becomes a grandmother. Your 50s, you have a minor surgery, you call it a procedure, but it's a surgery. Your 60s, you have a major surgery. The music is still loud, but it doesn't matter because you can't hear it anyway. In the 70s, you and the wife retire to Fort Lauderdale. You start eating dinner at 2, lunch around 10, breakfast the night before, and you spend most of your time wandering around malls looking for the ultimate in soft yogurt and muttering, how come the kids don't call? By your 80s, you've had a major stroke, and you end up babbling to some Jamaican nurse who your wife can't stand but who you call mama. Any questions? And that's my favorite scene, and she's my mother, my divine mind. Wow. Yes. Yes. Phenomenal. 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 Fuck it. I loved it. (laughs) Fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. That was incredible. We'll do it live. We will um, apparently be back next week with another show, yes. and uh, uh, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz, hit the brakes, Florence. And I was at a play once where um, the, the director of the play was Rip Torn's wife, and this was his uh, new wife because the old one is was long gone, and... <laughs> Afterwards, we go to a restaurant, and there's the after party, and uh, Rip Torn is there to support his wife. But Rip has the uh, reputation of getting very drunk, and he was going around arm-wrestling people, and he arm-wrestled everyone in the room. And this was many, many years ago, when I was 12 years old. And when he got – he beat everyone, and when he got to me – when he got to me, I, I had the grip, and I beat him. And after I beat him, he gets up, and he goes, and he goes, somebody owes me a martini. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that thing? You're going to take her out on a night of the town with Gigi. You're going <laughs> to get high as hell. You're going to wake up laying in Doritos, Goldfish, Chips Ahoy, Underneath a glass table with feces on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Danny Thomas said. Good night, weeks. Good night, everybody. Good night, Rob.